Welcome to the Let That Go Show with Kasira McKee and Richard Skipper. This show is based on Kasira's book, Let That Go, where she guides people in completely blessing and releasing people, places, and all kinds of things. Kasira and Richard share personal insights and experiences based on concepts in Kasira's book with guests and you, their co-hosts. Are you ready to let that go? Let's go. I'm ready to let go. Are you? Are you? Are you? What are you? What are you letting go with? What is that? I'm letting go of grape juice. Oh, so it's <laughs> it's the Baptist Church communion liquor. That's right. Grape juice. That's right. Uh, I'm having I'm having strawberry cream soda soda like soda water soda like you know what I mean. I'm sorry. Guess what I don't, I, it's lovely. Guess what I did today? I went back to church. Oh, gosh. And you didn't burn up? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. This church is all welcoming. And Erin, thank you so much. She was at the show last night. Oh, great. It was, I mean, she said that I did a fantastic job, and I'm not going to argue did? Oh, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. <laughs> Oh, it was so much fun. It was so great to be in front of an audience again. Oh, my God. After three years. Oh, my God. It felt so good. Good. Well, how are you? Tell me about it. Well, not as half as exciting as you right now. Well, what Um, would you like to know? I'm sorry? What would you like to know about last night? Well, just tell me your overall feeling about it. Uh, Did you feel good about it? Did You know. It felt really incredible to be in front of an audience again. Um, I was talking to Danielle earlier today, and uh, I said, and you know this better than anybody, Mm -hmm. as an entertainer, when you get in the zone, and you know that you're in the zone, and everything is unfolding as it should be, it's it's a magical, uh, it's almost like a hypnotic state that you're in, but you're very much aware of everything that's going on. That's what last night was like for me. It oh, felt, that's fabulous. It was like that's a great. flower opening and everything was exactly as it was meant to be. We had, one, we had one of our entertainers who unfortunately had to drop out, uh, not because of COVID. She had performed the night before. She has a big concert tonight and she was just afraid that she was overextending herself. Okay. So she dropped out. And mm-hmm. uh, it actually, as much as I missed having her in the show last night, it actually, um, the show came in exactly at 90 minutes, which was my hope. And if she had been right. in the show, we would have gone over another 20, 25 minutes. So it was it was just incredible. Sounds like it worked out perfectly. Well, as perfectly as we can get it. Absolutely. I'm so proud of you. It's great. Yeah, I'm so happy it, for you. It felt good. It was liberating. So, and uh, so I went and uh, one of the things that came up for me last night was the fact that looking around this church, which is a beautiful church, um, it's directly across the street from my house. Uh, I can walk there and be wow. in the church in less than 30 seconds. That's how close it is to me. Uh, they unfortunately have a very small congregation. They average between 10 to 15 people on Sundays. Last night was the biggest crowd that they've had in the church in, I, someone told me, 20 years. How many? Wow. Do you know how many came? Yes. We had over 100 people last night. Wow. So it was very, very good. 
And uh, so I, feeling that sense of community last night, I really wanted to go back and be there this morning. And uh, so I took Benny and he sat on my lap. And, oh. uh, you know, so we had a really nice time at church last night. You could take your dog? Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah, as a matter of fact, our neighbor Marilyn, who is a regular there, she takes her dog Sadie all the time. So I took Benny and he sat on my lap and he was he was an angel. He didn't bark, he didn't growl, he didn't do any of those things. So it is really, a, it's a beautiful, thank you, Vicky. Vicky says it's a beautiful church from the outside. It's even more beautiful on the inside. Nice. So it felt really good. I'm really so good. glad to hear that. And one of the things what that an, the minister what said. What an accomplishment. One of the things that the minister said this morning in his uh, in his sermon was mm -hmm. that it felt to him as if everybody was sitting in my living room. And I went up to him afterwards and I said, I can't believe that you said that because that's the feeling that I always like to have when I'm doing a show, that mm -hmm. everyone is sitting in my living room having that kind of an intimate type of an evening. And, uh, you know, even when I was performing in Vegas and Atlantic City, um, they told me, you'll never be able to go into the audience because the I was performing in the 1500-seat arena. And it was too big, they felt, for me to go into the audience and do those things. But I said, let me try it my way once. And if it doesn't work, we'll cut it. And after the first time, they said, don't change a thing. Good. It was really That's good. That's amazing. So it felt really good. I'm but, so proud of you. But thank you. I want to talk about you. What do you want to know? <laughs> I want to know how you feel. <laughs> how, what, what are you letting go of today? Or what are you celebrating? I'm celebrating a day off for my civilian job. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing. Good, good, good. It's, good. it's as, as uh, Olivia Rodrigo says, it's brew out there. It Which is. means it's br it's brutal. It's brew it's out there. It's brute. It's brute. It's well, there. So, our subject to, uh, du jour today. I love this subject. Yes. Yes. So, do you want to jump in or? You go. You're excited about it, so you go ahead. <laughs> you you go ahead because you're off. You're excited. I mean, I have some things to to talk about yet. Yeah, you're so excited about this, and I want to know why. Well, it's so funny. Uh, maybe it's not funny, haha. -ha, but you. Um, <laughs> You give me a different way of looking, and a lot of people agree with me here. Um, you give me a different way of looking at things. Every time the word stress pops up right now, I replace the word with overcommitted. Um, and I think about this type, uh, type uh, or time of year, and I see so many people running around and being overcommitted at the fact that they have to buy gifts for this person or gifts for that person or gifts for this person. You know, in the world of cabaret, I'm going to go there for just a minute. Bear with me. In the world of cabaret, especially here in New York, there's a game of tit for tat. Come see me, I'll come see you. And first of all, I have a great friend who's a great entertainer. And he said once, all I owe you is a great performance. That's all. Wow. I owe you reciprocation or anything else. I appreciate it when you come see me, but mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to find myself in the audience of your show. It's nice when and if that happens. 
mm-hmm. but it's not always the case. I bring this up because there's this idea now that if this person buys you a gift, you have to reciprocate with another gift. And I think that that creates that overcommitment as well. And uh, and I always, and I've been talking about this in my shows and in, before tonight, um, of different ways of looking at that idea. Um, I've said this before, instead of, you know, uh, going out and buying a very expensive gift, find a beautiful card and put in it, please pick a date and a time and let's get together for a nice dinner, a show, anything you want it to be and make that the gift. Because, and I said it in my show last night, there is nothing like the experience of being with your friends. I give throughout the year to certain that there are people that are around me or, you know, I have, I have friends that like all the things that I have in my home. And when I'm downsizing, I give them a lot of those things. I know how much you love this and I'm getting rid of it here. You can have this. And they're like, Oh my God. Um, I used to have a friend that would come over and just literally shop. Ooh, are you using that? Can I have that? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Maybe later. Um, and I give away when I moved, I gave a friend of mine a lot of, I gave, I gave away antiques, little pieces of antique tables and all kinds of stuff just to get rid of it. Because, you know, uh, especially here in New Mexico, uh, people here, a lot of people just don't want that stuff anymore. They don't, they don't, you know, younger people don't want antiques. They don't want China. They don't want crystal. They don't want all that stuff. And so I give away things throughout the year to people I know around me, you know, when I downsize or move or something, I, you know, I'm a pretty good gift giver yet. Um, in today's financial climate, I don't, I really don't desire for anybody to feel obligated to give me anything for any, you know, and, and my, my closest friends, like I have one for, I have two friends that we are, we are going to exchange things. Yet that's it. Like I'm not my closest friends. We just really don't feel it necessary to give each other gifts on Christmas, sometimes on birthdays. Yet, yeah, the, my the friendship is enough for me. Talking, you know, being able to talk to them on the phone several times a week. I do have a few friends like that. We talk weekly. You know, that's enough for me, man. I I don't. Please don't go out and buy me a knickknack. Don't buy, don't buy me stuff. I, I don't require it. Mm-hmm. I have quite enough stuff and I'm still in the middle of purging uh, some things and I don't require it. I've even told my parents, you know, don't, and they're so sweet. And I, don't, don't send me anything. They're in their eighties, their early eighties, you know, and, and they all, they, they typically send me like a $25 gift card, you know, oh, because, right. They're determined to give me something. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like, okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But I do want to say on the flip side of that, if I may interrupt, uh, that uh, I love to give gifts. I love to. Uh, That's why I do the giveaways on the show. I get a a thrill and a charge out of it. Uh, But that is something that uh, when I am in a situation where I can do that, I love doing it. Uh, I love surprising someone with tickets to a show or, uh, or uh, sure. you know, different things like that. 
when and if someone is in a position where they can give mm-hmm. a gift, mm-hmm. um, graciously accept it. Oh, sure. Sure. Yet it's not an obligation. You know, that, that kind of, when we feel that obligation, I think it takes away the positive energy of giving and receiving the, that whole energy of obligation. Um, I, we're, we're, so in my day, in my civilian job, we are going to do a secret Santa thing. Mm-hmm. And I asked, you know, is there, are, are you going to put a top on it? Is there a, a budget? You know, and they said, pro- they said, yeah, probably no more than $25. Well, I'm not going to get, I, I don't, don't, don't anyone ever give me a gag gift. It's a waste <laughs> of money. I'm not going to keep it. I'm going to give, you know, please don't give me a gag gift. And I'm hoping it's my, it's my intention that somebody doesn't give me a gag gift. Um, I'm going to give them a $25 gift card. That's it. That's what, you know, so they can go get what they want. So if they're watching they now, they know that. <laughs> they don't, nobody at work watches my show. Uh, but, uh, but there, and then there, and then there are people who keep a scorecard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do keep score. Yeah. Well, I, I will tell you, you I know, went to a party a few years ago and uh, it was called a, um, Regifting gift exchange. Oh, I love it. I so love what it. Everyone did, and this is, you know, um, but everybody brought a gift, uh, and it was wrapped of something that you had gotten because the party was two days after Christmas. Something that you had received that you wanted to give away, uh, not necessarily take it back to regift it, but to mm-hmm. give it away, and so. What everyone did was you drew name uh, you drew names, and like the first person who drew could pick any box under the Christmas tree that he or she wanted, and then they could decide whether they wanted to get uh, keep that or if they wanted to give it away. And by the end of the evening, <laughs> gifts went back and forth. Some people would go like, "What is this?" And I don't think this is something that I want to live with. So, uh, you know, it in you know, it's funny, the psychology of gift giving. Uh, one of the things that was talked about in the sermon this morning, and it went, he actually discussed going back to the Druids, uh, which you and I have talked about, and how this all this all began. And uh, that, you know, it's all about several things coming together. Um, it's food. Uh, it's the holiday itself, it's season. And he said the best exchanges, and I agree with him, come over dinner. There's something about the comfort of food when people are together in an environment that they can exchange, you know, great ideas and, you know, bounce things off of each other. I think it's all wonderful. Vicki said, that's a good idea until the original giver is at the same party. I had that thought too, Vicki. Like what? <laughs> oh boy, you really have to keep track of what everybody gives you. You have to like make a list to make sure you don't, you know. I, you know, I've had um, I've had people in the past that had beautiful things, you know, gorgeous pieces from Neiman's and and Stanley Korshak and lovely things, 
that they never used and they've given to me as gifts and I love them. You know, they're very expensive things. And, um, and I love pretty things, you know, like that doesn't bother me at all. Doesn't bother me. Came in the original, you know, Neiman's gift box, came in the original Tiffany gift box. I'm like, yes, I'll take it. Uh, you know, I, I'll take it. That not doesn't bother me at all. They know that. I think we really have to know a person well. And if we don't, a little gift card or yes, um, you know, I've in, in Dallas, when I'm in Dallas, I have a lot of friends and family and we, we just get together mm-hmm. on Christmas. You know, it's really about for us adults, you know, it's really about it, it, and there's kids around. It's about kids. I have two nieces and two nephews and it's about the kids. You know, and our family has decided that, that it's about kids. But I, you know, one thing that I will say, my advice to anyone is not to give art to another person. Art? Because art is a very subjective thing. Somebody gave us a painting years ago and, oh my God, this painting was hideous. And (laughs) we kept it in, (laughs) we kept it in the basement forever unless he was coming over. And it, and but the thing was, it was something that he created himself. Oh my! Oh so my! It my! Was, my. Well, it, it was a portrait of somebody that we didn't even know, but uh, the background was cranberry. Our dining room used to be a cranberry color; it's now uh, blue. But uh, he gave us this, thinking that we're going to love it because it was going to look great in our dining room. Oh my! Danny and I could not look at it, and it was in the basement, facing the wall. For a long, long time. So I had a really good friend in Dallas that passed away. And they have a lovely house with lots of lovely things in it. And his partner decided to have a private sale for all of the friends. Not everybody was in, but just those of us who were friends with them to come over and do a little shopping have a little garage sale, but, but a house sale, but it was so cheap. It was so stupid. He goes, make me an offer. Okay. I'll, you want that? Get the, give me a dollar, you know, and he was giving away my friend that passed away. It was an artist painter and artist. And he built koi ponds. He was amazing. He was just all around artistic. Well, um, bless his heart. So his partner was giving away paintings to us, to friends. He gave me a painting of this man who I don't, I had no idea who it was. We don't even know. We think, we think, we think it was painted in Colorado. We're not sure, but I had no place to put, well, I did hang it for a while, but it was kind of, I, I didn't even, I, I'm like, who is this? So <laughs> I gave it to a, one of our other really good friends that knows them well. And he goes, Oh, well, where am I going to put this? I'm like, well, I don't know. I thought, you know, since he painted it, you might like to have it. And he goes, well, but who is this? I'm like, I don't know who this is, you know. <laughs> and he ended up not. So what we've agreed to do, we have this fun friend reunion of, of all, the, all these small group of people in Alice online. And I said, hey, you know, I, I just couldn't bring that painting with me. And John's holding on to it. And one of the people we found out that it was it was painted in a particular town where this other friend that was in the group who I do not know well lives has a home in that particular part of Colorado 
where he painted this picture. So it's a painting of a local in that town. So we've agreed that the next time my 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 friend's partner, who has a new partner, comes here with other friends, they're going to bring the painting to this guy who owns the property in Colorado where he painted it in the first place because he's the one that's going to appreciate it. You know, I did end up buying a fabulous painting from Valley for like 30 bucks. That's a beautifully framed and I'm actually, I'm downsizing. And so I'm gift gifting this painting to another friend of ours in the circle who lives in Albuquerque. I said, would you like to have the, this painting they got in Valley? And she said, yes, I'd love it. It would go perfectly. And I'm like, great, great. It's yours. You know, I didn't spend that much on it. I, I just want to make sure that people, um, Dorian Gray, that's funny, Ellen. Um, I just want to, I just, you know, I, I like to be clear on what people like, what they desire. Do you require anything? Is there something you really require that you don't have, you know? You know, or you, when you are friends with someone for a long time and you really know them, you know what they like. Like there are certain yeah. things that I like and people, and because I am downsizing a lot, people will say, is this something that you would want? Somebody just reached out to me. She had these old Franklin Mint plates of the Wizard of Oz. Oh. Um, and, and I said, yes, I would love them. They were in her mother's attic. She found them and she wanted to find a place for them. And so she's sending them to me. Um, I have another friend, Pat, if she's watching and if she sees this later. She is a yard sale guru. Wow. Here in New York, in the, in the Hamptons, um, on Saturdays and Sundays, there are constantly these estate sales. And her, uh, she gets the paper and she maps out an entire day. This is a passion of hers. And she wow. found so many incredible things that she, you, you know, that would cost a lot of money um, if you were to actually purchase it. Uh, you know, in its original form or whatever. Mm -hmm. She knows what we like. She's, you know, she was here last night. She was at the show. She knows what our tastes are. She knows what we have as far as, uh, I mean, she's given us incredible uh, dishes and glasses and things. Um, I mean, this is from my friend Lisa, who gave me this, uh, you know, uh, because Richard Skipper celebrates. I mean, things like this, I love. And again, you, you, I mean, for those, anyone who loves to give gifts, and that's what we're all talking about tonight, looking at doing this in not in a non-traditional way from the ways that we are expect uh, it, that we are used to doing it. There's so many things. And now there's eBay and there's uh, SD and there are all these other things. Uh, for those of you who love to give away gifts and, you know, and have, you know, a lot of people that you desire to give gifts to, um, there are other alternatives rather than breaking the bank to do it. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are. Um, entertaining is a good way. Have, having them over for dinner, you know, sharing a dinner, uh, a movie, you know, those it's time together. Um, I think showing people a lot of love and positive energy is a great gift on a daily basis. Um, I love eBay as well. <laughs> um, I've sold things on eBay and mm -hmm. I bought things on eBay. Um, 
you know, when, but when it comes, here, here's the thing. It's so in my family, all the adults, the parents and the grandparents know what the kids desire and require. So if there's requirements of technology or they, they got to have more clothes or things like that, we pretty much know the parents and grandparents are going to buy the kids those things. So the rest of us, well, I will just give them money. Mm-hmm. I said, when I was growing up and I got 20 bucks for Christmas, I thought it was like, it was like a hundred for, you know, I, I, at 20 bucks, I was like, yes, 20 bucks, you know, gas money, you know, when I was a teenager or, you know, whatever. Um, uh, I think kids, I think kids really appreciate that stuff. Now, my nieces, I know really well, and I know what they like, and I've still got a big box. I haven't set them up and collecting things for a year um, that I'll send them. I, uh, you know, I started them on their holiday sock monkey collection. <laughs> I love it. And I haven't found any lately, but yeah, but I, they have scads of holiday sock monkeys, and they love them. And they're now eleven and twelve, or eleven and thirteen, uh-huh. to ten and twelve. And uh, during the pandemic, when they couldn't go to school and they did, had to do the homeschooling, their parents set up, my brother and sister-in-law set up one of the rooms in the house, the big house, as a classroom with chairs. And and they put all of their sock monkeys in the chairs. They were the, all the sock monkeys were the other students. That's amazing. That's how it. much they love the holiday sock monkeys. They don't get just regular sock monkeys. They they get ho- special holiday sock monkeys. And I said, hold on to these and take good care of them because they're going to be worth some money someday because they're they're hard to find now. You can buy used ones on eBay, but who wants a used sock monkey? So, well, did you see Saturday Night Live last night? Uh, no, I have not watched it yet. I haven't There's watched a it very yet. I'm going to sketch with Steve Martin as Santa Claus and Martin Short as the elf. And this elf is all the, the kids are coming to sit on Santa's lap and telling Santa what they want for Christmas. And, you know, and the first kid comes up and he names, he starts rattling off things. And Martin Short, who is hysterical, starts screaming, stop, stop, stop. Two, two. That's all you get. Two. <laughs> and it's so funny. I love Martin Short so much. I love Martin Short so much. I was laughing so hard last night. And then one person came up and he asked for a hoodie. I was like, I I guess somebody will point out the name of the celebrity or something on the hoodie. And Martin Short goes, stop, stop, stop. He doesn't know who you're talking about. (laughs) I can't wait to watch that. Oh, my God. Do you remember? uh, Okay. So is there anybody out there who has not seen Harry Potter? Um. In one of the films, it was Dudley, you know, his 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 uh, cousin's birthday. You know, this is when Harry lived under the stairs, and it was Dudley's birthday, and his parent, you know, he runs down the stairs and he has this, you know, one of those old. This kid is wearing one of those old barbershop quartet hats. I have no idea why this birthday, but um, he he sees all. There's like the living room is full of these presents, and the dad, they said, they said, how many are there? And the dad said, 36. And he goes, 36. But last year there were 37. <laughs> well, we're going to the, 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 we're going to the aquarium today and we'll buy you something there. 
And they did go to the aquarium. That's the whole snake scene, which is really fabulous. The special effects are so great. So funny. And and yes, listen, there are some greedy people out there. There are some there are people that keep score. There are kids that keep score. And um uh, you know, uh what it wasn't it Joan Crawford that made Christina when she got presents or when the kids got presents, they could oh, they could keep one and they had to give the rest away. Mm-hmm. There might be something to that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. Well, yes. the thing is that according to what I've heard, I interviewed yes. Christine Crawford. I talked about. Oh, that you before. did. Yes. Oh yeah. my. And uh, the a lot of these items were not things that Joan Crawford had bought for the kids, um, because she was such a celebrity, and favoritism and all of that that goes on. They were getting these gifts from like yes. Hopper, Luella Parsons. Yes. Uh, the studio would give gifts to the kids and everything. These was this was not money out of Joan Crawford's pocket, right? And um, and I feel that for these kids that were in the lap of luxury, I mean, it's hard for kids to grasp what we as adults look at, and I can only imagine what it was like for those kids. And of course, the movie is a heightened sense. Yes, yes, it is. On. Yeah, but you got to admit the sets were great. Yes. Her her set house was stunning. When I interviewed Christina, I said, did the movie hurt or hinder your message? Uh, I mean, or or enhance your message. And she said, "Um, the movie is told through the eyes of a movie star. The book is told through the eyes of a child. Mm -hmm. And all those things that happened in the movie were exaggerated if you've ever read the book those things some of those things happened but not to the extent that they depicted them in the movie it was a very interesting interview with her oh i bet is it did you film it no it uh, it was when i was writing blogs but i went to her hotel room she was very nice um there was a vacuous look in her eyes though i will say that Well, was she still traumatized from her childhood? She's I mean, devoted her life to dealing with child abuse. Okay, well, good. Yes. So she's took that and she moved. But I'll tell you a funny story. Well, it was funny to me at the time. My grandmother, my great 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 grandmother, um, because um, she was young when she had her children, but she used to collect uh, aprons. She had the most beautiful apron collection. I mean, all kinds of different aprons. And my mom had given her an apron, you know, many, many years ago. But towards the end of her life, she had what we now know is dementia. Uh, We didn't have a name for it at the time. But uh, so we were at, uh, you know, a, a holiday function, I think it was Thanksgiving. And she kept referring to my mom as Ethel. My mom's name is Wilmina. And, but she kept calling her Ethel. My aunt Ethel died when I was three years old. And she kept, oh, okay. And she kept calling my mom Ethel all through dinner and everything. Mm-hmm. As we got ready to leave, she went up to my mom and she says, I have something I want to give you. And she gave my mom an apron that my mom had given her years before. Oh my. And she said, if my mom's watching this, she said, well, Mina gave me this once, and I've always hated it. 
And I mean, we, I, I laughed so hard, but my mom was heartbroken by this, that, uh, that my grandmother would say this to her. Um, but I said, I said, mom, she doesn't even know what she's saying to you. She may have loved it. And she just got an idea in her, a, a seed plant in her hand that morning. So it was, I had it. I have, an, I have an older relative. She's no longer with us. On, on one side of my family, and I'm not going to say which side. I had four sides of the family. She used to steal things from relatives at their house and give them to other relatives. <laughs> I mean, like, like jewelry. Oh my jewelry God. and shit. I mean, <laughs> Oh my God, that's funny. And they don't remember, they go, oh, and then they call the other relatives and go, um, I think I have your ring. <laughs> oh my God. And I couldn't, and I couldn't that's figure so out, but hang on, I, we, we couldn't figure out if it was that she was just a kleptomaniac or, and she just really didn't think anybody would notice or she was starting to lose it. But I don't think she was losing it. I really think she just, well, didn't think that people would notice it was missing and wouldn't notice somebody else was wearing it. <laughs> After the show last night, uh, you know, a few of the performers came back to our house and we were sitting around. We were talking. We were talking about this guy years ago who was in, in he all of us came out of nowhere in the cabaret mm -hmm. community. And he was the most magnanimous person that you could possibly imagine. Danny and I were having dinner one night at Joe Allen's. And when we went to pay our bill, um, it was already taken care of because he happened to pass by and saw us inside. And I mean, this is how generous he was at my 40th birthday. Um, he couldn't be there. So he said he would send flowers. He sent these, I mean, it was like a flower shop. He had sprays of flowers on all the table. He had these chandeliers, nice. candles, everything, all, everything was incredible. He gave and he gave and he gave, um, several i'm not going to mention names here but one very well-known famous singer um was in london uh recording an album with the symphony orchestra that he was behind and everything and i was doing the apep convention in new york which is arts presenters and performers and one of the people in the booth uh, that was being underwritten by this guy came in and he looked like he had seen a ghost and I said, what's going on? And he says, didn't you see the news, uh, the movie, uh, the, uh, the news this morning? This guy was embezzling for all these years. Oh, my gosh. And all that money was stolen money. Oh, and geez. so uh, it, the weird thing was that on New Year's, he, he, was, he went to jail on January 10th. I remember because it was my dad's birthday. But on um, New Year's Day, he called me from Rome to say, no matter what happens, I want you to know that I love you. He kept saying that he was going to produce my show. And thank God it never got that far. Because, but he kept making these lofty promises. And for one reason or another, mm -hmm. it never happened. Maybe he was protecting me. I don't know. But he got caught and he went to Rikers Island. Oh my God. He went to Rikers? Yes. You know, okay. So something similar happened with me in a group of, uh, I was a member in Dallas of a, a group of performers, 55 and over. And we did this huge show every year. I'm not going to say which show yet. One of the members of the organization who was older, what did our PR. And he was also apparently an investment broker. And he was taking 
uh, like all of these people in the organization were investing their life savings with him because they trusted him. And he was, he was, um, then he would like donate a whole lot of money to the organization, but these people lost all their money and, and he was taking their money and donating to the organization. <laughs> oh my God. Well, and I, I don't even know what happened to the rest of it. I don't even know what happened to the <laughs> I'm going to mention our dear friend, Carol Channing. Oh, yes. Okay. When Hello Dolly originally opened for Christmas, all the women in the show got bloomers and all the men got a necktie. And bloomers? Bloomers. They were like, they well, they were like big uh, panties. Turn of the century bloomers. No, they were regular but they were huge. I mean, I don't Why? know. That's what she gave everybody. And okay. Sandra Lee, who was the original mini Faye, who's a friend of mine, Sandra uh -huh. Lee in her bathroom has those bloomers framed from Kelsey. Shut up. Yes. And they're, they're actually they're Carol. Now she knew how to give because when we were on the road, she, if she wanted to see a film, she would, rent a movie theater wherever we were she'd rent two buses and the whole crew the crew the cast everybody everybody uh in the production would get on these two buses and we get it was after a show it was late at night and we'd take over the theater late at night and they would have the staff work overtime and they'd close it to the and carol public. would be behind the concession stand serving I, she never served me behind the concession stand, but she did like what we had a spread of food and we ate, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, like sandwiches and things like that. And we had free concession and it was so great. I think we, we did that like three times and, you know, and that was nice. And she was also, you know, if she, she would ask people, you know, like, what is she like? What is he like? What are they into? And she gave me, uh, she gave me several things, but um, everybody knew I collected little pigs. I had these little pig things that I love, these little pig things. And so I think it was Robert that said, well, she really likes, she collects these little pig things. And, and she goes, so somebody gave her when we were in Omaha, woo, Omaha. And we were staying, she was staying at the Red Lion Inn and we were staying in this old residential hotel where all these old ex vaudeville people lived it was very eerie but they were they were nice but it was really strange she i when i checked into my room there was this felt flower arrangement that was made in the shape of a poodle <laughs> <laughs> yellow and white poodle okay and there was a there was a a note from her saying this is the grossest thing i could get you a pig Love Carol. XXOO. Right. <laughs> and I still, I think I still had that note somewhere. I, I think I kept that note. But I, I love stuff like that. I love cuckoo stuff like that. That's because that's thoughtful, you know. Well, Carol that's Cook, thoughtful. Carol Cook and her husband Tom, every year on our birthdays and at Christmas, we get a specially designed card from them. It's got sparkles on it and it's got uh -huh. little stars and it's got little appliques and it's got all these things that they make. And each one is unique because it's made specifically for that year or whatever. Those are cherished mementos of mine. Yeah. 
I don't want to ever lose uh, those. Um, it's, personal. It's, it's personal and the effort that goes into it is just so, so much. Um, yeah, we had, I spent, we spent two Christmases with her and we got Christmas cards with a drawing, I think of her done by her son. And there was a picture of her son and I think his dog or something on the card, but I was like, well, that's nice. And then she had Betty White. She knew I had pets. So she had Betty White autograph a book and send it to me of her pet love book to Dallas when we were off tour. That's that was very thoughtful. Very nice. That's thoughtful. That was, that was you know, of me of all people, I'm like, what? You know, I mean, probably other people who had pets got them, too. But, yeah, yeah. that's that's thoughtful. You know, um, a book. I've had friends ask me to give me their book as gifts, and I have close friends. Some of them have bought them, but I've I've signed one or two, and uh, I don't know it, when when I first put it out. Um, yeah, yes, it, it's thoughtfulness. I mean, she's you know, I mean, uh, Danny and I, Danny's mom and I share share. Well, she's passed on, but we shared a birthday, and one year Carol called. Uh, a few days before my birthday to see what I was going to do for my birthday. And I told her I was going to Buffalo. She said, why? It's one big cemetery. Um, but we, uh, but I told her that Danny's mom and I were sharing a birthday. She said, oh, what's your name? Uh, she said, do you have the, her number? And on our birthdays, she called to sing happy birthday to both of us. Oh, and it my gosh. Happy birthday. She sang, hello, Esther. Hello, Richard. We were on. Other, uh, it was one of those moments which I, I wish that I had, had the capability of recording that phone to record it. Yeah. Danny's mom, who was not starstruck at all. She's not a part of this business. Uh, her, the closest thing was getting to know me. Um, but that moment meant so much to her that after I got off the phone, Carol and Esther, Danny's mom, stayed on the phone for almost 45 minutes where Carol was asking all about her life and her children and everything. It was genuine. And then after that, I mean, I remember Esther getting off the phone and calling everybody she knew to say, you're not going to believe what I just happened to me because it was such a big, big thing to happen. Sure. Um, but a, a phone call like that. Um, yes. You know, and it was just time out of Carol's life. But yeah. to Carol, it meant something. I call people on their cell phones and sing to them on their voicemails. I do too. And they keep them. Yeah, they keep them. Because, you know, that's my birthday present to you. I'll call and sing to you. To you. You know, that means more to, that means more to me than I have friends that uh, on some years, they're, they're a couple and they both play guitar and sing. And they'll send me a video of them singing happy birthday to me or they'll call and sing to me, you know, which is very sweet. But that's, that's a, that's, that's a memory right there. I'll remember if you call and say, sing happy birthday to me, or, you know, you send me, you know, you, you know, do something like that. I'll remember that more than a, a gift that I may not like. I mean, I'll appreciate the gift, but what if it's something I won't use or, you know, my grandparents were useful people. So mm -hmm. everybody gave them only things that would absolutely use. Not trinkets, not, you know, vases, not picture frames. They got all that on their 50th anniversary. Uh, they, they got, they got, my grandmother got a gown and new house shoes. 
and she would wait to wear that new gown until the one she was wearing absolutely freaking fell apart. And my, my grandfather would get night shirts and things like that that he not, didn't actually wear. Um, but, you know, they gave them useful things. Natasha Lombardi said that she has a ringtone that Leslie Jordan recorded for her. I would love to hear I that. I can't stand it. I love it, Natasha. I have, oh, wait a minute. Hang on. I have his book signed. I have this book. How y'all doing? Oh. And for a short while, they sold this book. It has a certificate of authenticity. And it's signed by him on the inside. Oh, I love it. And I'm going, to, I'm going to keep this for freaking ever. I'm going to keep this book for freaking ever. I loved him so freaking much. Well, Danny yeah. and I, we went to a book signing for Joan Rivers. Oh, uh, her last book, uh, we and she signed it. It was a, like a, a diary of the year, but it was it was tongue in cheek. She signed on my birthday, uh, the uh, the February eleventh entry. Uh, that's where she signed it. But she passed away two weeks later. Oh, and I, I mean, just these freaky things. But I want to mention, you know, that. And I've talked about this before. I, uh, on my skipper side of the family, they were more cohesive and together than they were on my mom's side of the family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my dad was one of 10 children. And everybody, except for one uncle that moved to Kansas, still lives there. Um, everybody pretty much lived in the same uh, proximity of each other. Mm -hmm. um, and which is what happens a lot uh, in big families in the South. Uh, but... The house that I, and we've talked about going back to these houses and everything, the house that my grandparents lived in, um, when I was probably around 12, 13 years old, they actually built another room onto this house because, and that room was essentially a room that was not really used any other time of the year. I mean, it was there, but it wasn't really used that much except for Christmas. That's where mm -hmm. the Christmas tree went. And I got the feeling, especially in my teenage years, that my aunts and uncles, her immediate children, um, would buy gifts to outshine each other. Oh, and yeah. Who could give the most impressive gift to my grandparents? Of course. And some of the things that they gave them were things that were like tchotchkes or things like for the house. Uh, like mm -hmm. one time there was an, a, a gumball machine. I mean, it was like an antique gumball machine that uh, an uncle had given, but everybody was like trying to outdo each other and yeah. be ridiculous. Yeah. That's not pretty. It only causes dissension. You know, well, as I said, my, my, uh, well, so my grandparents were not fancy people. My great aunt, my, her sister was very fancy. Um, my grandparents had the only artwork they had were were old old pictures of relatives and old wooden frames. That's all. They didn't have anything else on the walls. They didn't have a lot of knickknacks. Anything they had that was really nice, she inherited from one of her brothers that passed away. He was very fancy, and his wife Gypsy was fancy. Um, and you know, they just didn't. They they liked useful things, and we she liked Estee Lauder and chocolate covered cherries, mm. and. Um, <laughs> And she, hid, <laughs> and she hid, which she hid in the china cabinet 
And the, the, to this day, my, my brother has the china cabinet. I used to. I did not want to move it. It's an old, old Duncan Five china cabinet. It's from the 20s. Um, she, or 30s. Um, that, to this day, that china cabinet smells like Estelaner and chocolate covered cherries and old wood. <laughs> so you could open the door and go, yeah, that's Nanny, you know? <laughs> yeah. I love this. I'm going to share this. This is the very funny. One, oh, one, one, one year, my grandfather said he wanted peace and quiet for Christmas. I bought him a can of peas and earplugs. He said it was the best gift he ever got. <laughs> Aaron, I love it. That's hysterical. I, you win. You win. That's really, really funny. My grandfather used to give me, you know, they took really good care of me growing up. When I was a teenager, he started giving me as a joke. I gave him, I wrote him this little poem and I, I put, brought my grandparents this little poem and I put it in a little gift box for Christmas to tell him how much I loved him. And he just said, so then, so on my birthday, he would keep, we would keep giving that stupid box back and forth to each other. And he'd put like some change in it. <laughs> you know, that was my present with some change, you know, and I'd write some stupid note and put a little mutton, put like a five cents in it. It was, it was a joke. It was a, this running joke we had for years and it, because it was a, you know, it was a gift giving joke. Um, I, 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 to me, handmade gifts are great. And no matter how awful it may be, I always appreciate something. You know what I mean? Like sometimes they're not pretty, but I, I do find handmade gifts lovely because people, people put their energy in it. You know, they took the time and put their energy in it. And I grew up with a, some aunts that used to do that, that made everybody something, some sort of decoration for Christmas. And they, they were lovely. They were beautiful. You know, those stuffed Christmas trees that they sew in sections that have the little, little jingle bells on them. And uh, let's see, my great aunt made everyone hand done stockings with, you know, beads and sequins and stuff on them with all the little things that she knew we liked. And, uh, I, um, uh, and I was think I don't know I don't remember if it was my great aunt or one of my other aunt, but um one of them made everybody advent calendars by hand. Oh, I love that. Stitched them by hand that you'd hang up and you'd pull a little they would have little teeny ornaments and all the pockets you'd pull out and put on the tree and then you know, oh gosh. I love stuff like that. That's because those are kind of like heirlooms. I know of course now I don't know where they are. I have one little stocking that my great aunt made. She made me two. One little one that's adorable that has some sequined sunglasses on it and cool little things on it that I thought was just really cute. A few weeks ago, Doug McAllister mentioned on his Christmas tree that he has these ornaments that are uh, mementos of the year that he just went through. I think uh -huh. that's a great idea. Um, I love, I mean... I've given ornaments away. Uh, ornaments. I, I love ornaments. And uh, I mean, our tree... Uh, I mean, we've got so many ornaments now that uh, we have to pick and choose which ones are going to actually go on the tree. I I was given some some silver nombe ornaments from Me New Mexico, and there was about four of them that depicted like like really famous cathedrals here, mm -hmm. and I gave them away as gifts one Christmas to all my friends that love that come here and love Santa Fe. They they got the nombe ornaments. I didn't I don't I didn't require those. I don't need those, you know. I mean, I they're lovely. You, I got a couple yeah. of questions I want to ask you. 
Uh-huh. What, I mean, growing up as, uh, as a little girl, what was the greatest gift that you received? Physical gift. For Christmas? Yes, or anything, birthday, Christmas. For Christmas. I got, I got a lot. My grandparents were such good gift givers and they, you know, they knew which toys I wanted and I didn't get like a crap load of them, but I got a favorite toy. I liked dolls that did things. So there was this Chrissy doll. And if you pushed her stomach, I know some of you women remember this. When you push this button on her stomach, you could pull her hair out and she'd instantly grow hair. Yeah, I remember that. Uh-huh. So I liked my Chrissy doll. I know some and- adults who get dolls. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're creepy. I think that's creepy. But anyway, when I walk into a house full of dolls, like, I get totally creeped out. Yes, but Carol doesn't creep me out. Hello, Richard. Um, uh, and I also got, there was this pink ballerina doll um, that was in. That was world. Yes, you pushed her crown and she twirled around in a circle. And to this day, I still have a, a picture that big in one of those old pictures that had a frame, you know, had a paper frame around them of my grandfather spinning the doll on the dining room table. Those I remember those extra special things that did things, you know, that did weird things. I wanted that doll. My parents would not let me have it. Oh no, they wouldn't let you, you know have the, the ballerina. Le- you know the Leslie Jordan story that he used to tell. No, you know, it, uh, uh, it was Christmas and I wanted a bride doll and I went to my mom and dad and I said, I want a bride doll. And my dad, his dad was this big macho, like fire bride doll. or bride, 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 bride is in the, going, get having a wedding, having a wedding. And okay. said, I went to my daddy and I said, daddy, I want a bride doll. And my daddy said, well, Boys don't play with bride dolls. Daddy, I have to have a bride doll. Please give me a bride doll. And he said it was uh, Christmas. He went and he sat on Santa Claus's lap. And he was standing there and he got on Santa Claus's lap. And he said, Santa, I want a bride doll. I want a bride doll so big that she's going to make a shadow over me. I want, that's what I want. I want a bride doll. And he said that that night he went home and he heard his mom and dad in the next room. And the mother said to the father, what are we going to do? He wants a bride doll. And he said, there's no way I'm getting my son a bride doll. No way. He said, Christmas morning, I walked in and there was the biggest bride doll you've ever seen under the tree. And he said, I sat down in the middle of the floor and I peed. Peed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He was so excited about that bride doll. I thought that was one of the funniest stories that I've ever heard. <laughs> and on that note, because we we've got just a few minutes left. This has been kind of this has been an interesting conversation, and I really appreciate everybody who hung out with us today and had so much to say. I love hearing. I love seeing what you have to say, and um, and um. D, as usual, we're on the same page about a lot of stuff. Um, thank you so much. And um, Alan, may your Carol doll please sing a Christmas song snipped for us. We might get flagged for it. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Natasha. Excuse me. The other night I was doing a Facebook, uh, I mean, not a Facebook, an Instagram live. 
and I had Christmas music playing in the background. My they ended my video. It was live. Oh God! And because the Christmas music was playing in the background, they it, was it instrumental or did it have vocals? Uh, Aaron Grillora is laughing at the fact he peed in the middle of the floor. <laughs> but did, what you were playing was it have vocals or was it just instrumental? No, it was vocal. It was just in the background. It was playing. But did it have vocals or was it yes. instrumental? Yes, vocals. vocals. Okay, yeah. If it has vocals, you can't do it. No. Um, thank you, Vicky. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Alan, Natasha, Danielle. Thank you, thank you, Vicky. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us today. If you liked it, please have people watch. Maybe they'll laugh as much as we did. Um, what is our show about next week? I'm going to bring it. I'm glad you asked that question because I've got okay. I've got our. Uh, and I want to let everybody know that next week we're going to be doing. Thank you, Kasira, for adjusting your schedule to accommodate me. Uh, speaking of gifts, I'm having a few friends over for dinner uh, next Sunday night. Uh, nice old-fashioned uh, Christmas dinner here at our home. Um, but And because of that, we're going to do an earlier show next week. So mark your calendars, everyone. Next week, we're going to be on at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, your Eastern time. East, Eastern time, yes. yeah. And we're going to be letting go of holiday expectations. That's oh. Use your uh, vernacular. That is another juicy subject. That is a juicy, juicy subject. I think the less expectations we have, the better off we are. And it's nice to be surprised. I want to tell you one Christmas, and uh, we'll go into more detail next week. Uh, but one Christmas, there was something that I was counting on so much. And my dad gave me something else instead. And it, it destroyed the entire Christmas for me. I could not enjoy myself. I, I All I kept thinking about was obsessing over something I wanted instead of something I had. Oh, I've got lots of stories, and I'm sure everybody else does, too. Yes. Does anybody want to join us for the show next week? Let Richard know if you want to join us for the show next week. Anybody want to pop on and tell her, tell some hilarious expectations of, from live stories? Because that would be really, really fun. Um, any of you who want to pop in and you want to jump in and be on camera instead of having to type your entire story, that would be great it would be really funny too i think if i think we'd all be i think we'd all laugh together and Sarah, i love you uh, i love I, you more and we will see each other tomorrow you and me virtually yes we will book club yeah mm -hmm. yes. okay good night okay. everybody love everybody love you happy holidays happy hanukkah love merry you. christmas bye, bye. bye.